Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, welcome, welcome into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks to you for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. A special hello to the men and women overseas listening on the American Forces Network. Check out the website, worldsoccertalk.com, for all the fantastic soccer journalism within. Find us on Twitter, at World Soccer Talk, and at Sports Byline USA. My name is Nate Abarea find me on twitter get at me with the love mail and of course the hate mail as many of you already do at nate wst the great seamus mallon is our guest in this edition of world soccer talk radio we're talking all about the Jurgen. we're talking about the u.s squad we're talking about the u.s squad rotation and more rotation and more rotation which seems to yield quite a bit of inconsistency we'll talk all about Zicklinzi, Zijergen, and all that goes with our German manager of our U.S. men's national team, who just crashed out of the Gold Cup, that semifinal loss to Jamaica. Also going to be talking about Aston Villa, Seamus's favorite English club, and taking a trip back to the 1970s and talk about the glory days of the NASL, the original NASL. And we'll talk all about the New York Cosmos, Pele, Beckenbauer, the rest of the crew back there at the Meadowlands and Yankee Stadium. And the whole eastern seaboard was basically taken over in the mid to late 70s by that Cosmos brand. And I can't wait to get Seamus's take on the modern day Cosmos, the reincarnation of the New York Cosmos name. We'll talk about Cosmos past and present and get Seamus's take on how the current edition of the Cosmos is being run. Is he for it? Is he against it? Is he somewhere right in the middle? Cannot wait to get Seamus's take on the new New York Cosmos. Oh, I'm still loving the Panamanian national team's banner in their locker room after getting absolutely screwed in that game against Mexico. Ladrones corruptos. That's right, the corrupt thieves of CONCACAF. I was guilty of blaming a little bit too much on Mark Geiger. Folks, Mark Geiger is not the full issue here. That game was a microcosm of everything wrong with CONCACAF, whether it was poor officiating, intimidation tactics, disgraceful fans, or suspicions of bribery and corruption. It was a microcosm of the whole thing. Seamus Mallon is with us on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. (laughs) 
Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to Fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at Fubo.tv slash radio right now. Fubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSV, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway, and let us hear what you think. Rabble.tv Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mr. Seamus Mallon is our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Going to be talking all about Aston Villa, the New York Cosmos, but we got to start with the U.S. men's national team. Seamus Mallon, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm very well, thank you. It's good to chat with you. Thank you. Well, let's get right into uh, what's on quite a few people's minds right now, and that is Zjurgen Zeklinzi, our manager of our U.S. men's national team. And after uh, the 2-1 loss to Jamaica in the semifinals, there's rightfully so a lot of questions being asked. And uh, I'll kind of just throw it to you because there's a million different ways we could go with this. 
what's your point of view right now about this current U.S. team? And are, are you feeling, do, do you still have a feeling of positivity regarding Jurgen Klinsmann's idea of, of the player crop and, and of, of the constant rotation? Are you still fully backing Jurgen Klinsmann? Well, I'm not going to get thrown off by one loss. Countries all over the world have a bad loss now and again. Let's just think of two in particular, Holland and Germany. Remember what happened to them last month? Uh, <laughs> they lost at home twice to, of all people, the USA. So, you know, we have to keep a little perspective. Um, on the other hand, what, I, what the big difference, it seems to me, is in the way I'm watching the game these days, and I'm watching from the sidelines like everybody, is that there is a passionate fan base who care and who have opinions and who have blog capacity and who are willing to speak up with their opinions, some of which are crazy, but others of which merit lots and lots of attention. And it seems to me that as much as we can second-guess Jürgen Klinsmann or whatever, whatever, what I find kind of uh, great about here we are in 2015 is where we've come from in 40 years about the sport being that passionately followed. I mean, that, that's the perspective that people of my age have and that people of your age probably don't because you take it as a given. Well, I think it's a great point in that the, the level of criticism has been that it comes directly from a, a passion. And so that is a really important point to make. And so so let's be let's be proper here. Let, let's not overreact to one loss in the Gold Cup, but specifically in regards to what you see with Jurgen Klinsmann and and what a lot of people call rotation gone mad and and this level of of inconsistency in terms of the tactics in terms of the squad selection do you have any issues with that and and would you like to see as someone who has seen so many different managers of the, of the u.s national team over the years is it something where you'd like to see a little bit more consistency to where the squad can actually develop some cohesion well yeah i mean what, what do we expect of a national team manager we expect of him to put together a side that's going to make us proud when it comes time for tournaments. And, and you know, to, in, with all due respect, I'm sorry, but the Gold Cup is just not a tournament uh, that makes me wake up at night screaming. Um, uh, it, really, I know it's important. I know it's, a, it's, a, it's the step towards Confederations Cup, et cetera, et cetera. But the real matter is, you know, we don't have the we, – we, we sort of don't really have the equivalent of a European championship in the sense, um, I mean, obviously down in Latin America they do, um, but Gold Cup is a, is a pretty poor second-rate stepsister to uh, the equivalent of the European Cup. So the World Cup is really all we have to point to, and um, you know, I, I think I thought, I thought it was a good effort by the U.S. in the World Cup, but I count that really much more. I think it, coaches are going to be second-guessed for chopping and changing, and he does a little bit of that. Um, but and the real, uh, you know, the the ice test, the, the acid test, is what happens when you uh, when you mix it up with the big boys. And when we mix it up with the big boys, we're still doing okay. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm still willing to give him cut in some slack. Um, and I will be to be honest here, hold up my hand and and, and say that you know I met him personally first um, on a one-on-one -on -one interview in 1994 when he came to America with. Germany in the World Cup here, and I got a chance to have a private interview with him, um, and, it, and it was, he was remarkable. His English, of course, was terrific, because he spent all his summers 
driving around in a beat-up old VW in America for his summer <laughs> vacations. And that's how he came to be an America fan, and we will love the country. So I have to say, I have a certain amount of personal uh, partiality to him, not just because of uh, how much I admired him as a player, but also because I really uh, was attracted to him and what he what he did with with Germany as a coach as well. So I'm still willing to say, you know, um, this is not a firing offense, but it's um, you know it's a, it's a, it's a wake up call, and the October match now looms very very large. Absolutely, and we'll see uh, who's going to be in the squad for that October match. Should be uh, quite interesting. I- I've been calling for for get get Bobby Wood back in there. Just get Bobby Wood up yeah. front. Good things good things happen because we believe in Bobby Wood. Now I want to I want you to elaborate if you can on some of the things that you just said about the Gold Cup because I I, I agree with many of the points that you just made, and I've I've heralded this Panama team uh, for for what they did. What a lot of people have a, have a big problem uh, with, which is them holding up that banner. In the locker room after the the Mexico debacle uh, the other night, the banner that simply read "Ladrones Corruptos," the corrupt thieves of yeah, Concacaf, yeah. and so many people pointing the the blame all all at the referee and just throwing all the blame on the shoulders of Mark Geiger from that match. And and I think in the heat of the moment, yours truly, I'll be the first to say, I was guilty of of throwing far too much blame at Mark Geiger, when in all reality, that match was a microcosm of so many things wrong with our our (laughs) confederation. And what do you think, what did you make of of the Panama-Mexico match and, and how can we learn from it? And will that match be... The, the catapult for serious, any kind of serious reform uh, within CONCACAF and making the Gold Cup something at least semi-respectable. Yeah, well, it might just be the catalyst that's needed because it has been a tournament that's limped through from crisis to crisis, and we tended to look away because we kept winning, you know, or we were in the final, at least. Um, and so... The success on the field covered a multitude of sins, if you will, and and um, now that uh, other sins have been revealed um, <laughs> of a somewhat larger import, uh, it's put that right smack under the under the spotlight in ways that didn't happen before. So it, it, I think you're I think you're onto something. I think it may very well be uh, what's needed. Now, yeah, you, what you got to say about the sign in the Panama dressing room is. Fair enough. I mean, these people feel incredibly victimized, hard done by a coach saying, you know, it's enough to make him give up the sport for the rest of his life, um, and that, that kind of thing. And um, so you can understand, that, given the background that they've also seen in the past few months, that it's an easy thing, it's an easy kind of stage to jump up on and add this to it. If we hadn't had the investigation by the Attorney General of this country, I don't know that you would have had that kind of a banner. I don't think so, frankly. Um, but there, there it is. And so you, I think it very well could be um, something that adds to the reform move. Uh, I've been looking at blogs today. I mean, I, I know I'm, 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 not, I'm retired from soccer in some ways as an announcer, but I'm still very busy in my own private business. Um, but I still am demented enough occasionally to look at blogs. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of nutty people out there, but there are a lot of people who make sense. Um, and, and some of them are, I think, making sense on this and pointing out that this has now put the Gold Cup in a position where it really, really needs to have a, a thorough airing 
um, of all its uh, dirty laundry instead of just being thrown in the corner because we've done well on the field. Well, Seamus, in regards to those uh, crazies in the blogosphere out there, I was called a, a crazy many a times yesterday. I was called a conspiracy theorist, and uh, many of my colleagues are also called, whether it was on Twitter or various other online outlets, called conspiracy theorists uh, in regards to some of our opinions on that Mexico-Panama match and the Gold Cup as a whole. And I think to, to finish up this conversation and kind of bounce off something that you just said right there, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. And, and let's just raise a few questions regarding this thing because that's the first step in uh, making any serious changes. Seamus Mallon with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Talking New York Cosmos on the other side of this break. <laughs> Cannot wait. Stay tuned. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSP, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus, all of the games from those leagues are available on your Windows PC or Mac and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now, this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1. Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to Fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at Fubo.tv slash radio right now. F ubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go.
Are you tired of network announcers who are clearly pulling for the other team? Check out Rabble.tv, a new kind of television experience where you are in control of the audio. Rabble.tv allows users like you to broadcast your insights and opinions about sports and entertainment, free from the restraint of network predictability. Rabblers are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. Mute your TV and do your own play-by-play, provide running commentary, or just banter with your buddies. Or you can listen to other fans who love your team as much as you do. It's live. It's new. It's Rabble. Rebel.tv. Nate Abarea and Seamus Mallon back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It is time now to talk about the New York Cosmos. Seamus, I've read many interviews with you and, and heard many interviews as well and you talk about the summer of 1978 as one of the greatest experiences in in your entire soccer life and and for those out there who who might be too young uh to remember uh 1978 or or folks who just might not know all that much uh, about it uh talk about what made the new york cosmos and and that summer in 1978 so special for you Wow. Um, yeah, it's really special for me, Nate. It, it's special because in the in, early in the, in the season, which would have been early June, um, I got a call from the Cosmos. I, I was living in, in uh, the Boston area, and I got a call from Tom Werblin, uh, who was then overseeing their TV and radio um, functions for the team, and I was asked to come down for an interview because they had decided that they would like to um, maybe make a change uh, with their TV announcing team. Uh, Jim Carvalis was the play-by-play guy and a, and a great friend of mine, the late Jim Carvalis, I have to say, sorry to say he's passed away. Um, but I was, uh, so I, I went down to New York, um, had an interview with them, went out for a lovely dinner, a lovely lunch. And it was during the uh, the night. It was the the World Cup, so nineteen seventy eight. It was the Argentina World Cup, and so everybody was uh, wanted to talk about that. So it was a World Cup year, so the the soccer was buzzing, but it was buzzing mostly in the ethnic bars uh, and places like that. It wasn't on the street of New York the way you know the, the women's team, let's say, was a few weeks ago. Um, so I I was uh, I did a game with them. Uh, funnily enough, it was the Cosmos against the New the uh, New England T-Men. If you ever heard of the T-Men, um, they were owned by the Lipton Company, hence the name. Um, and they play up in Foxborough. And I did the color commentary for there. And then they decided they liked that well enough, and they said, "Okay, come on down, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll put you in the booth from here on to the rest of the season." Well, um, actually, that meant doing the road games because they would not put the home games on TV in those days because they were afraid that people wouldn't come to the stadium. If you put the games on, on our home, then people would say, well, just watch on TV. Why, why go to the Meadowlands? Um, so they, they would radio broadcast the home games and their other, other announcers. Did so I did all the away games for the rest of that season. But another reason I mentioned the summer of 78 um, – uh, I mean, the Cosmos no longer had Pelé, by the way. Pelé had finished in 77. So he was gone. Uh, but, you know, it was the beginning of the Beckenbauer era and all the big name signing, and Dennis Stewart from Manchester City and so forth. And in the month of June, I mean, I would still go down sometimes for home games, 
in the month of June, they had six home games, um, regular league games, regular league games against, you know, the Tulsa Roughnecks and the Portland Timbers and the And the average crowd for each of those games was over 65,000. I mean, think of that. This is coming up on 40 years ago. And uh, it was just, it was the beginning of the, you know, the pinch me, this can't be happening uh, part of my life. Um, and then it went on to be more and more, and they had 75,000, 77,000, and they were, packing, they were packing them in. And so to be part of that and to travel with the team and to get to know all these international players, it was died and gone to heaven time. That's what it was for me. Well, Seamus, you, you talk about those numbers, and and I've heard I've heard stories about this. Uh, you know, the the sixty five thousand crowds that were after Pele. Everyone has this idea that oh, you know, once Pele left was when the NASL you know started going to the wayside. No, that's that's not true at that's all. And true. so I have to ask nope. you, as someone who was there for this, you, you call it a you know a, a pinch me. This can't be true type thing. I mean, what was the vibe around the league? I mean, did, did it seem like oh, this could go on forever? God, our, our marquee guy is is out of the league now. Pele's gone, but look at these crowds. Look at the new crop of players coming in from overseas. Look at these young American players that were part of the late 70s and, and early yeah. 80s in the NASL. What was the vibe like as far as the hopefulness for the future uh, at that time? And, and then when when did it turn maybe the wrong direction? Well, that's, those are very, very good questions. And, and um, I, I think there was a mixture of um, excitement and promise with a heavy dose of hubris, quite frankly, because uh, there were good crowds in other stadiums, for sure, in places like Minnesota, believe it or not, and then they, and they played in the old Metropolitan Stadium, they were packing in. They were getting 47,000, and they were getting good crowds in Seattle and Portland and, and uh, in Tampa Bay. Um, but there were a lot of smaller venues uh, that, that weren't pulling in quite as much. And um, then uh, it was a real question. Then the, the big sort of strategic error that was made was the notion of expanding rapidly, um, unlike Major League Soccer, which has expanded really slowly, slowly, slowly since 1996. Um, you know, it's almost 20 years old now, that league, but it's only been in the last five years that they've been able to, you know, charge a lot of serious money to get new franchises in. Here, the notion was to build on a kind of an NFL model and the sport wasn't established enough in the country to support that kind of model. And, and so, um, then, so that was one factor. The second factor was that you to remember that the Cosmos were owned by Time Warner. And um, Time Warner subsidized the Cosmos. If it weren't for Time Warner, I mean, the Cosmos lost a lot of money. I mean, they, they signed big players, they rented this huge stadium, they got good crowds, but they had huge salaries. You know, they had all the ills of a big-time franchise, and they got terrible ratings on television. I mean, the ratings for soccer and TV were ridiculously low. So you could not, not only could you not charge advertisers money, guess what? They paid advertisers. They paid advertisers to put the games on. So can you imagine? Uh, that's where the game was in terms of the business model. The third part is that the other holdings 
of Time Warner, they had all kinds of investments, began to go south economically, now particularly Atari Video, which was one of their big things. For instance, you know, Pele and Beckenbauer used to go to Japan and to around the world in the off-season, and they were promoting Atari Videos. Uh, and, that, and that's what the, 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 the Time Warner used the Cosmos as part of their marketing of their other products, right? So when their other products started to go south, they, the, 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 the boys with the, you know, the green visors all started to say, well, what is this million-dollar lost sports thing? What is this Cosmos thing? What, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, well, this is ridiculous. We can't be you know, throwing money down the drain on a soccer team in America in the 1980s, early 80s. That, that, that's ridiculous. So, so the, the bean counters came in, and all of a sudden the economic base fell out from the Cosmos. And when I fell out from the Cosmos, then it started to fall out from all the other teams, and the economic the house of cards began to crumble because essentially the difference was that, in all truth, that the the sport in those days was built from the top down from a professional point of view. The sport today, professionally, is built from the ground up because we now have a sufficient number of kids and young adults between the ages of 18 and 35, that, you know, that all-important group, uh, who are watching and who are going nuts about the game, that it can sustain a regular league. That wasn't the case back. That was not the case back in the 70s. It was, it was built from the top. Well, Seamus, I, I want to talk with you about the, uh, the new New York Cosmos, the current day New York Cosmos organization. We've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, so I'm going to make an executive decision and push that one off for the uh, for the next segment when we get back yeah, from I, break. I, but I, you to, be honest, on... I, to be honest, I'm not as close to them, uh, of course, as I was to the the old guys. But go ahead. Well, it's still interesting to to get someone's take who was there and kind of the opinion of 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 the the ownership of the brand of the New York Cosmos. So we'll we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. But you touched on something that's really important to yours truly and important to to thousands of listeners of of this show, and that is the concept of grassroots football or grassroots soccer in this country. And for you, as someone with with a deep you know, English and, and Irish background and American soccer yeah. background and, and a, a multicultural view of the game. Before we had to break here, and we've got only 90 seconds, but just touch a little bit more on the importance of soccer being a grassroots game in this country. Yeah, well, and you know what? It, it, it's becoming more and more of an issue, Nate, outside the United States. Um, you know, I, I grew up playing the game in the streets. Uh, as a five-year-old, knocking a tennis ball around. I mean, that, that's the way we learned the game. I didn't have a team to play on until I was 16 or 17 years of age. Um, so lots of us just played three-on-three, four-on-four um, on the street, and, and that's where we learned the skills that we needed to have. And, and that's beginning to fall away outside America, not just within America. America has never really had that culture in soccer. It's had it in basketball, obviously, but it's not had it in soccer. We have made this a suburban kind of organization, and that's why the women's team is so good, frankly. But it's also evident that the men's team can only go so far on that model, really, to be realistic, because the rest of the world is still going to be pulling kids out of tough backgrounds the way we do with basketball and making them into superstars. And, you know, we're still struggling to find that talent to come to our sport with all the other competitions from the other sports. 
Well, and all the after the conversation that we had uh, with Levy Bird of Sports Illustrated on this show the other day, it has really become a hot topic on this show, and it needs to be talked about more and more around the soccer culture in America, and that is eradicating, figuring out steps to eradicate the pay-to-play system and truly make this a grassroots sport in this country and allow here in the most diverse nation, perhaps in all of the world, to allow everybody to have equal opportunity to the game of soccer. Seamus Malin is with us on World Soccer Talk Radio. We're continuing this conversation on the other side of this break. Stay with us. iHeartRadio loves music, so let's count the ways. Over 20 million songs from 800,000 artists, all free. And like Pandora, you can create your own custom station from any of those 800,000 artists. Just tell us an artist or even a song that you like, and we'll build a custom playlist for you. Add to that thousands of the best live radio stations, and you'll never have to worry about finding the perfect song for your commute, mood, or party. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download our iHeartRadio app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you're now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800 614 1242 800 614 1242 800 614 1242 800 614 1242 Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com.
World Soccer Talk Radio. Back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea, and if you're like me and most other soccer fans, you will, I, I think you'll still be watching the CONCACAF Gold Cup Final live on TV from 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. World Soccer Talk Radio listeners, I, I'd like to invite you to join Kardik Krishnayer and Daniel Fuerstein as they'll be sharing their thoughts and opinions during the game live on Rabble.tv. With Rabble, the concept is simple. All you got to do, tune into the broadcast on the TV, press the mute button, and then head on over to Rabble.tv to listen to our guys share their analysis with Rabble. You can listen to their broadcast on your desktop, through your iOS app, and now through your mobile browser. The broadcasts are also archived, plus you can join in by posting your questions or observations in the comments section. Be a part of these Rabblecasts. That is one of the best aspects of Rabble.tv. Who will be crowned champions of the region? Has Mexico purchased the Gold Cup title? Will the Jamaicans, the JFF, will they have anything to say about it? I sure hope so. Come on, Jamaica. Find out this Sunday, July the 26th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time with Cardick and Daniel live on Rabble.tv. Come on. You reggae boys. Seamus Mallon is with us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. And uh, Seamus, picking up kind of where we left off there, and, and, and we'll only touch on this briefly because I know you said you're, you're not as on the pulse of, of this new Cosmos team. But as someone who was there with the original New York Cosmos and, and the glory days of, of Beckenbauer, and I know you got there as, as, a, as a broadcaster right after uh, Pele, but you're around that scene and just this incredible glory day period. Do you have any issues with the modern day Cosmos carrying on the brand and trying to become almost this, this Harlem Globetrotters like thing and, and using that old school Cosmos brand to their advantage? Do you have any issue with that or do you, do you support it? Well, you know, um, it seems to me it's a long, it's a long and winding road for them to get to uh, anywhere close to where the old team were, and, and and that's unlikely in the first place because the scene is so different now, and so much is already set in stone in terms of of the way our game is organized in this country with a very very strong professional league. Now we, you know, the, the, the Cosmos were the only game in town. There was only one league in town back in the day. And then they became Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, they used to travel the world to play. I mean, they would play Chelsea in the off-season. They would go to Asia. They would go to Africa. They went everywhere. Um, because, and, and crowds just thronged to see them um, because they were, they were sort of like the, the, the Harlem Globetrotters. But the, the current um, uh, team, and I know some of the people involved, Gio Savarese is the coach, as you know, Aleko Eskandari, and um, uh, I know also he's the assistant coach, and his father, of course, was part of the, the old Cosmos from 78 on. Um, so I, and Chef Messing is their announcer, and he's an old friend. So, so I have stayed in touch with them. But I, to be perfectly honest, I have not seen games in that league and I now live, as you probably know, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and, and we don't get much access to, to that league. So unless I go online and keep myself up with it, I don't really see what the playing quality is like, except for occasional clips on YouTube and so forth. Um, so it seems a bit of a stretch to think that they could ever get to a place of recapturing what the impact was. But then I'm not sure anybody could, because that was a once-in-a-lifetime a kind of world, and to try to recapture it is to try to remake a kind of a fairy tale, and now we're much more in the real world 
of football in this country, thank you. Thanks to the national team qualifying for all the World Cups. Thanks to the women's team. Thanks to a very good professional league. Um, that uh, while, while this is, you know, it's an attractive um, work in progress, it's hard for me to imagine how it's going to reach anything close to the heights of a team that was in a totally, totally different world. Absolutely, Seamus. By the way, how's uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico treating you? Uh, I love it here. Um, I absolutely love it. I, you know, I used to live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and all my family, my brothers and sisters and so forth, they all live up in the Boston area. And uh, I'll tell you, um, I, <laughs> I stopped calling them on the phone last winter because they did not want to hear from me. They were so ticked <laughs> off with 100 inches of snow <laughs> that I, I just... I, I just went quiet for a month, uh, sitting down here in this beautiful part of the country. Um, but it is a bit of a soccer wasteland. The University of Mexico has a good side, but you know we're not that far from Dallas. We're not that far from um, from Denver, Colorado. But but uh, it's 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 pretty much high school stuff. Well, you you can feel free to call us uh, anytime from Santa Fe, Seamus. And uh, let's take a trip now. You know, I wanted uh, I wanted to tell you one final note about the Cosmos that. In, in, in relationship to all the fuss about um, uh, about the U.S. national team and the big disappointment, the Cosmos in '79 uh, in a playoff game, playoff game, I broadcast the game. They went out to Minneapolis and they played the, the, the Minnesota Kicks, and they lost the game. Are you ready? They lost the game nine-two, <laughs> nine-two. I kid you not, nine-two. Um, and then they played the second leg back. It was a two-leg affair. Happily, it was not total goals, or they would have been toast. Um, they won the second game, and then they went into a mini-game, they called it, a 30-minute game, and they won that in a shootout, and they went into the, into the final. So, so, yeah, and they won the final. So, um, uh, you know, if the Cosmos can lose 9-2 uh, to Minneapolis, we can lose, you know, we wouldn't love Rowan. Not when we lose 2-1 to Jamaica, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no the, the the notion that that aggregate marcador global was was in no it was was not a part of any of that. How how hard done does Minnesota feel? They scored nine I goals know. and essentially it just matters as a as a one goal victory. Basically, that's right. <laughs> that a, that's right. It's an incredible story. Yeah. And check out those uh, the mini games were always the most incredible thing in the NASL after the two legged uh, playoffs where it would go to that thirty minute. Mini game. It was it was an, a whole new game going in to right. a thirty minute period. Check out all this stuff, all the all the old niches of the old NASL. It it's some fascinating and, you know, stuff. And that game ended, as I said, the mini game ended in a tie, so they had to go to a shootout. Um, <laughs> and the Cosmos were down to their last second last shot, and uh, Carlos Alberto, the you know fabulous Brazilian guy, took the took the uh, the, 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 the the shot that would tie them up because they were down a goal and he had to score to get him back in it and it was on the it was on the artificial surface of giant stadium which was a terrible artificial surface back in the day and he did the most amazing thing he put his foot under the ball under the ball and he slipped it up yeah he had to run in from 35 yards do you remember this they have this it wasn't a penalty it was a, it was a run in from 35 yards the old shootout, absolutely. The old shootout. You got the ball, 35 yards on goal. You had five seconds to run in and put a shot on goal. And there was a referee timing it, two referees timing it. I mean, it was just ridiculous. 
So he put his foot under the ball. He flipped it up in the air. It bounced on the surface. He then headed it back into the surface. It bounced up again. The keeper came out, and he just lofted it over his head. <laughs> Go. Do you, do you Seamus, like, uh, as, as someone who, who was a, 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 young, a young kid at the first year of Major League Soccer and back at Spartan Stadium supporting the then San Jose Clash, and when I saw shootouts for the first time, and a lot of people, and I'll tell you what, Don Garber and, and folks at Major League Soccer, I don't think they want you to know that these things existed in the first few years, but a lot of people don't know the shootout. We talk about it kind of laughingly. It was so ridiculous back in the old North American Soccer League in the 70s and 80s. This was a part of Major League Soccer for the first four seasons. And, and so there's, right. there's this effort. I, I, I at least feel this way as someone who is very fond of, of the early kind of gritty, very unglamorous years of, of Major League Soccer that we shouldn't forget those years. And I, I think there's almost this concerted effort for Major League Soccer. And look, from a, from a business standpoint, it's hard to blame them, but th- this effort to kind of distance themselves from any of that stuff, not only from the old North American Soccer League, but distancing themselves even from the first few years of their own league. Do you, do you yeah. see any of that, or is that me overreacting as someone well, who's way too, too fond of history? Now, well, um, you have a perverse romanticism in your in your makeup, <laughs> if I may say so. <laughs> but but uh, no, I hear you, and I think uh, I'll come back to almost to our opening comments again, Nate. That what we're looking at in 2015 is a minor miracle. It's a transformation of the American culture minimally, but certainly of the sport of soccer as that we all love within that culture to the point where we are so much more part of the world mainstream than we were even in the early days of um, MLS, because MLS came two years after the World Cup being hosted here as a requirement of our getting the World Cup in the first place. You probably know that. But that was expected from FIFA, and they waited two years when they started the league. But still, the notion was, okay, fans will come to watch the World Cup in America, and they did, if you remember, the World Cup in 1994, to this day, 20 years later, still holds the record for aggregate attendance in a World Cup, even though there were, only, there were not 64 games. There were fewer games. We still hold the record for most people watching, sitting down in the stadium watching games. So people said, okay, they'll watch the World Cup. Will they watch the San Jose Clash? So the question was, in their minds, we still have to keep an eye on the American audience. You know what? We don't do that anymore. We don't think that anymore. We think we're part of the world's game. And I have to say, as a, as a pioneer of this game, since I've been in this country since 1958, that to me, is, I can't tell you how, how much that is an inner satisfaction to me. It is just absolutely part of feeling you've made something of an effort as a pioneer and it's being paid off because we're now part of the world's game much more than just this kind of add-on. Hey, Seamus, we got about three minutes left here with you, and you talk about okay. 1958. You, you've been an Aston Villa fan, I believe, uh, since, oh, since the 1950s. Well, now, now we're hitting rock bottom. Why do we have to leave this to the last minute? <laughs> well, hey, I was, I was going to ask you, well, no, hey, I, I, with, with my perverse romanticism and, and obsession with nostalgia <laughs> on this show, I love taking glorious trips down memory lane. And yep. we, talked about, we talked about the 1981 European Cup uh, with a guest the other day, which was, of course, Liverpool and Real Madrid. 
Let's talk about the 1982 European Cup to close oh this thing God. out. Aston Villa beating Bayern Munich. When you think back to that day in 1982 as a proud villain, what goes through your mind, Seamus? Well, you know, I, I watched that game on a fifth-floor walk-up apartment in New York City on a black-and-white TV, I think it was black-and-white, uh, in Spanish, because it was not in English. You know, it was Univision or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was the only person in the room watching it. It was a lounge where everybody could come. I was me, me alone. And, uh, and if you remember the winning goal, the only goal, uh, when he did score it, it was an open net that he managed to put in off the post. You know, so even, <laughs> even an empty net goal was a bit of a challenge. That was great. But uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I've been a Villa fan since I was 10 years old. So that goes back to 1950. So, so I've been a Villa fan for 64 years. And I became a Villa fan in, when I was living in Dublin, in Ireland. Because in those days, every kid who loved the game had an English team you followed. Yeah, you followed a local Irish team, but England was, was where you focused. There were tons of Everton fans. There were lots of Liverpool fans. And, and there was one guy, my best buddy, who sat beside me in my classroom. He and his father, for some perverse reason, were Aston Villa fans. So I said, well, Michael's my best buddy. I guess I'll follow Aston Villa, too. You know, that's what you do when you're 10 years old. Um, and so that's how it started. And when they won the Cup, the FA Cup in 1957, that, frankly, is more in my mind than, 19, than the European Cup, to be perfectly honest. Because I can still name off the starting 11 from the 1957 team that beat, are you ready, Manchester United 2-1 in the FA Cup. Um, and I saw, I re-saw the game the other day. It's a different sport, an unrecognizable sport, frankly. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's my, my Villa joy is really more from the 58, 57 um, English Cup final than it is from the European Cup, to be perfect honest. Because I was living at that time in Dublin still, really part of the soccer culture. Here I was, as I said, in a fifth-floor walk-up by myself. Well, Seamus, you'll, you'll love this. My, my first ground that I ever stepped foot in as an eight-year-old in England was Villa Park in the Holton on a Monday night against West Ham on a rainy Birmingham Monday. And I, I talked about this on the World Soccer Talk pod. You know who was actually in the starting lineup uh, that day as, as young, early early 20-somethings for West Ham who were playing Villa that day were Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand. So uh, it, it's all, it all comes full circle. It's incredible stuff. Come oh, on, you good. villains. I, I hope they get off, the, uh, get off the bottom this year. Let's get back to the glory days of Aston Villa football. Seamus Mallon, thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed uh, the time with you. Hope we can do this again sometime soon. And uh, take care of Santa Fe for us. Thank you. That was super, super. Thanks so much. Bye. Again, that was Seamus Mallet, an absolute legend in the craft of soccer broadcasting. What a privilege having him on the show. We're going to take the express train home on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. It's World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Today, investors need to secure and protect their life savings. With government spending out of control, they continue to print money to cover the ever-increasing debt, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. American Bullion offers a hassle-free opportunity to transfer any portion of your existing IRA or previous 401k to a gold IRA for your protection. Take advantage of the lower gold prices today and enjoy the long-term security and hedge against inflation that gold and silver can provide in an IRA. Thousands of others have trusted American 
American Bullion to transfer their IRAs into gold. And you can too. Call American Bullion today and discover the stability, protection, and peace of mind that a gold IRA can bring. Call American Bullion today at 800-576-1046 for a free consultation and receive their free IRA rollover guide, which offers the best information on gold IRAs. Keep your life savings safe and sound when you can. Call 800-576-1046. That's 800-576-1046 for your free gold IRA guide. This family is at home. But they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229-800-631-9229-800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Taking the express train home. Another huge thank you to Seamus Mallon for joining us in this edition of the show. An absolute legend, a pioneer of not only soccer as a whole in this country, but specifically in regards to soccer broadcasting. Seamus Mallon, thanks to him. Cannot wait to get him on the show again. Ending this bad boy, ending a fantastic week here on World Soccer Talk Radio with one final let's go Jamaica. Jamaica, unlike Mexico, unlike the USA, they deserve to be in the final. And I sure hope that they can get something done against Mexico if Mexico hasn't already bought the title in this Gold Cup. I wouldn't put it past them or CONCACAF. But hey, in the next couple of days, I'm bumping you, Roy, and Early B. I'm watching Rockers. I'm watching Cool Runnings. Simon Dawkins, the former Tottenham man, the former San Jose Earthquake, with the winner against Mexico. You heard it right here. Come on, Simon. Come on, reggae boys. Let's go, Jamaica. Nate Abarea signing off. Be sure to check out rabble.tv for that Gold Cup final for the gaffer Christopher Harris and the producers back in SF. Cheers. Bye for now. Talk to you Monday.